0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us a special guest today: two-time K1 World Max Champ, four-times Shootboxing Champion, fight team owner, proud father and family man, and one other thing is you have too many accolades for me to list them all in the kickboxing world. So that's when you know you've made it when people can't even list. You've got like twenty titles or something, like so. I can't list them all, Mister Andy Sauer. Uh, welcome and thank you so much for your time.
1: Yeah, you too, guys. Uh, thanks for having me in your, uh, in your show, and uh, yeah, let's have a good conversation.
0: Um, let's let's kick off at the beginning. So, how old were you when you started training martial arts, and how and why? Uh,
1: I started kickboxing when I was seven. Um, I started uh, playing football when I was five, and I was three when I started swimming. Uh uh, the sports uh, came into my life because of uh, yeah a, doc- a doctor's advice of uh, being an asthmatic uh, boy, a little boy who had some problems with breathing. Uh, it was in the family. Uh, my father's side of the family, there were a few people who had asthma. And uh, yeah, so uh, did I. And the doctor gave my parents the advice to start uh, sports uh, as soon as possible and uh, so that's why I, I started uh, swimming at uh, the age of three yeah five uh, when I started playing football and seven kickboxing So uh, kickboxing was not a particularly sport to to choose from especially for my mother because you know it's martial arts yeah. it's uh, in airport, yeah, many mother's opinions it's a uh, violence thing and uh, you know but I was I wouldn't say that I, I I had a lot of friends, but let's say I was the weakest. I was the uh, the shy guy, the shy boy, the cute boy, and uh, so that's why my father said, you know why? You know what? Let's start doing a martial art. And uh, friend of a friend of us of my parents, their kids were already doing kickboxing, and uh, yeah, so it became became reality to. To to make the first steps into the gym in the dojo, in a time.
0: What what was it in Holland that you started? Uh, was it in the Netherlands that you started kickboxing, or did you start somewhere else?
1: Oh yeah, I started in, in Holland. I've been, I'm born in Holland in the, the place of Den uh, It's more the south. It's the, the capital of the prov- of our province, North Brabant. And uh, yeah, I've been born there, and still I'm living over here. So. Uh, Yes, it was a Dutch, and to be honest, in that day there were just two gyms in uh, the whole city, and now it's uh, forty plus.
0: When when uh, did that explosion happen f- in in Holland f- with uh, kickboxing?
1: I think it was just because it's it's how it goes, you know. When there is a new brand in the in the in the world in the game, then 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 everybody wants to be. That brand, or just wanna step on that boat, you know? And I think, uh, when we did pretty well in the martial arts, especially in kickboxing in, and yeah, the 2000s, you know, when we start ready with the heavyweights, even though we, there was no television yet, uh, or broadcasted the game one didn't broadcast it in Holland, but the, the news came over, and then halfway, the first start of the century, the new century, yeah, the K1 Max uh, k- came in uh, in the world, and the internet was there, um, television. Also in Holland, even though the martial arts, and especially kickboxing, um, it was not that fancy to be a kickboxer, because a lot of people thought of, of or you should be a criminal or you have to be a little bit crazy to start kickboxing. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that accepted. And then we, we, uh, became reality to be on television and from there on, yeah, of the, uh, yeah, people start doing kickboxing. And when people start doing kickboxing, uh, people, business people also see their, their, uh, business in you know, so they started uh, to organize some uh, some gyms, and you know, nowadays it's uh, for for example in, in my own small c- city. Even though we are the capital, um, and we have around 180,000 180, people in our uh, in our city, there are forty plus gyms. So yeah, in two decades, not in less than two de- decades. We have forty plus gyms, so it grew. You know, people started kickboxing not only to be a fight, but also as to do a work uh, workout for mothers, for women, for self defense, for uh, to be an athlete, uh, and it, it just became fancy, of course.
0: What was it about? So, say swimming and football. Did you pursue those sports as well, or was it you just stayed with kickboxing?
1: Well, in Holland, you know, I think mainly in in, in, in Europe, uh, when you're a small kid, and especially in Holland, uh, everybody goes to swimming classes, you know, because it's important to swim when you go on holiday, you know, we are Western, we're Dutch, we have uh, eh, enough money to spend. Uh, so people go at least one, the most of the people, by the way, uh, at least they go one time a year, they go on holiday. So they need to swim the kids. So, um, that's a regular thing. So, uh, swimming was just a, a thing to do as a kid.
0: There's canals as well in Holland Day. There's a lot of canals.
1: Uh, rivers, canals, uh, especially in Amsterdam yeah. and Utrecht. Uh, even though my city has some canals, pretty, 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 uh, beautiful. Uh, the, uh, the Binnendieser, they call it. Benidize. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's why. And, and football is number one sport, judo, hockey, uh, ice skating. That's more in the north of the Holland, you know, more the, the ice sports. But especially football. So that's why I started football on the, when I was five. And uh, I needed to make a choice when I was 18 uh, because I got – oh, sorry, six, uh, 16 or 18. No, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. 18. Uh, because I got injured by football and uh, – I need to cancel three fights. I became a professional when I was 16, so my father said, "Now, nah, now you have to make a choice. You know, it's or football or kickboxing." But in that time, I was already earning some money with kickboxing, so uh, it was a pretty easy choice for my father, and not for me because I I preferred to be a football player.
0: Oh, but really? What levels? Was, what uh, level football did you play? What level?
1: amateur and uh, when I was young I did some stages for, with uh, professional clubs but you know I wasn't that good enough.
0: You spoke honest, you you know, sp- and No no go please. Go on. No 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 you, you'd you say you say.
1: The world of, of football players were way bigger in the time than kickboxers and it's still you know it's still there are less kickboxers than football players. So to realize and a an, an, an career in, in, in football uh, was way difficult than, than to be a uh, martial artist.
0: You've so mentioned my took- yeah, I was about to say you've mentioned your dad a, a bunch of times. How close yeah. is he with you, and how close is he with your career?
1: Uh, to be honest, uh, when I when I became 18, he got his first stroke. In the years therefore, he had some little strokes, uh, some TIAs and in the time we didn't know what happened we went to the doctors or he went to the doctors and uh, they couldn't tell him what it was exactly He was a house painter you know so uh when he was young he painted with chemicals in the in in the painting you know so they uh, suspected that it was just because of the chemicals and that he got a little brain damage of it and uh, so that's why they told that he had a uh, his mouth was hanging sometimes, you know, and uh, then, he, then the big stroke came and then they kind of kept to realize. And then in that time, they just made some pictures, some uh, a scan, brain scan. And then they had a conclusion that he had many little strokes, the TIAs, And uh, so the first stroke came and in uh, less than one and a half year, he, he got two more extra. And the last one was so heavy that he got stuck in his own body. He couldn't talk anymore. And it did it, became better. He became, um, he became really uh, 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 handicapped. Yeah, it was really handicapped. So then he, it, fell, it fell apart, you know, my father who chose my path and who would steer mine. He, he made some choices for me. Then he fell away. So I was on my own, you know, and uh, my mother was busy with my father because uh, he became sick, so it was a bit of a, a, a rough time and an un, un, uh, uncertain time, you know, because yeah, I went to school. I I uh, I became already professional when I was 16, even though I still get uh, went to school. Uh, so the expectations were pretty harsh, you know, and I, I footballed, uh, I played football uh, with a. In an amateur club, but on the highest level, you know, in the first first team of the adults. So there was always pressure, you know, and it was good in some way, but also it was not that nice always. But um, so then I choose for kickboxing, so I became a professional, a real one hundred percent professional, even though I still went to school. And uh, from then it went so fast. It went so fast. I um, I arrived in Japan when I was nineteen. Uh, I won a tournament, shootboxing shoot-boxing tournament, and yeah, from there on, it, it went so fast. You know, it, 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 every year, uh, minimum, uh, minimum fights, five fights, six fights, uh, sometimes I fought two tournaments a year, and in between I just had fights, so it went so fast, it went unbelievable fast. And I'm 37, I'm still fine.
0: You had just kickboxing, like 180 fights. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. And then, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I beg your pardon? Well,
1: well. So, you know, when I was uh, when I was a small kid, I'm going to stand, okay? The, <laughs> whatever still, like, yeah? Yeah, okay? Whatever you like, man. Yeah? Yeah, whatever you like. In the youth, I fought a lot of youth fights, and even though it's uh, because the world, the kickbox world in Europe, especially in Holland, was so small, I fought many opponents double times or triple times. You know, sometimes I fought my opponents uh, like three or four times.
0: I was going to ask you, um, what's that like? What it, because you fought, you had some wars where you you lost, yeah. like uh, with Kraus, you lost against him, and then you won, and then, but the stakes were so high because you you won the like it was on the way to winning the K1 Max, but you'd lost by knockout as well, yeah. like. And uh, Bokau as well, you had Masato. Can you speak on some of those?
1: Yeah, you, you know, uh, to be honest, um, a lot of people are trying to let people understand what happens in, 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 in the human body or in, in a particular person in, in his mind, what happens. And it's almost the same. And I can tell you a lot, a lot about it, but for me, it was just more instinct you understand um, it it became a way of life it became uh, a certain goal in your life and it, it was the only thing i could think about you know it was only fighting uh, people were talking hey any what you need to do after your career start a gym or um, put your money away for, the, for for the future and that's what i I didn't want to do I just wanted to fight I did want to but it was the expectation from a lot of other people that I have to perform that I have to be successful that I needed to win and so I was constantly I was under pressure under pressure under pressure and um, yeah, I still feel that pressure nowadays Only I became an adult and I became smarter and I realized what happens and uh, so I decided now to to end up my career as good as uh, as it can. So,
0: when you say you realize what happens, can you explain what that means? Like, ha- like how do you deal with pressure? Because people feel pressure all the time. You know, like you can feel pressure just as a parent. But how? What is it that you, when you say I realize what happens? Can you what What is it that happens?
1: Yeah, in somewhere some sort of. Points. I came to realize that the expectations from other people were important for me, and uh, I don't have an own opinion. I didn't uh, didn't dare to choose for for myself, or by myself, for the people I love. Um, so I did a lot of things for other people, and now, for the first time in my career, I end up my career uh, in one championship, uh, and I'm I'm going to end it up by my own choice you know this is going to be the last dance for me and um, you know it feels good to stand behind it for 100% because of me because I choose it you know and not because the expectation from other people or from people close by or from uh, friends family managers they were in the time in 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 all these decades I, I I'm fighting you know my career is always dependent on others opinion you know and even though it was their, not their fault for example for my family you know it was for me the thing to do and uh, some people are talking about passion you know and i i never felt that passion you know even because it's like war you know you go to war every time each each training is it could be a war there is some pressure even though you're not sparring, your mind is a kind of war to uh to perform to real to to stand ready for to be fit for the next fight next fight so if i can make a, a little conclusion you know you, you have this japanese samurais you know they were always standing um, in front of the line you know they were always capable they were they were always ready to make the war for their uh, emperor you know and that's how I felt. That's how I feel, you know. I'm, I, I cannot choose. I've been trained like a machine, and a machine has to do his work, go to his work, and do his things. And even though I didn't win all my fights, I was, I'm always standing. I never choose an opponent. I never, if they ask, ask me, hey Andy, do you want to find this this opponent? I always think, well, goddamn, this one is good. From when, when I was a kid, when I was small, when I was 16, when I was a professional. You know, I need mean? to fight adults, even though I was 14. I fought in England and they told that I was 16 and I fought an adult guy from 20 plus guy, you know, and I fought, you know, and uh I always felt that felt that uh connection with to be just an instinct instinctive guy. But to be honest, in this modern world and reality, it it brought me some bad things too, you know, and it's uh to not handle the pressure, couldn't handle the pressure constantly. A year, you make some mistakes. So in life, it was pretty harsher sometimes.
0: Was it was it a hard thing for you then? How did you handle that day? How did you reconcile that with your day to day life? Like, because that
1: was tough. I I, I wonder under uh, pressing the the the, the pressure. Uh, you know, to relax, too too much relaxing. You know, and when I was young, there was a lot of friends. You are young, and s- somehow you became a reality <laughs> star in Holland. I like it. Thanks, man. So it, 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 it became famous while I was just a shy boy. I was just I um, just a samurai. You know, people told me what to do, and I did it. You know, and then when I had some break offs, you know, with some time for myself. You know, then with young, when you are young, you you attract a lot of people. You know, so and then also when you are young, you want to party because you want to relieve the stress. So I I drank a lot, I partied a lot, uh, uh, and I became really on a young age. I became father when I was 16. I met my wife, still my wife. Uh, so she became under pressure too, and she saw things that things. Went wrong, you know. I was constantly under pressure and she, she saw, she saw it happening, happening, you know. And, but yeah, she couldn't, uh, she couldn't handle me because when I choose the other way, I was so strong, you know. I was weak in the others on the, on the other, uh, other side, but I was really strong against, yeah, my loved ones. So it, it was sometimes hard, <laughs> you know, especially for the people around me.
0: I can imagine because you, you're also speaking, I think, um, there's a dichotomy in, in everyone, but I think for, for fighters or people that are very um that publicly are very strong, you see Andy Sauer on TV. And I just say to you from how I saw you fighting, you fight like um no, no emotion. Yes. Focus. Yeah. Yeah, like Absolutely. and so like you know, but then you don't realize like these people, like now, even now when I'm talking to you, because I actually I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was talking to my wife before and I said to her, I don't know if this podcast is going to go for a long time because like, I remember when you were fighting, you were very like, you know, they ask you a question and you answer like a robot, you know? And I yeah, said yeah. to her, I, I don't know. I don't know how this interview is going to go. I've got a lot of things, but, you know, people don't see it. So there's that dichotomy and, and you're talking about how what it was like as a human being dealing with it, not just Andy Sauer, who you see in the ring. So, I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit, like that—that that going backwards and forwards between bulletproof Andy and at home not happy Andy or happy Andy at home or not, or you know what I mean, human being Andy?
1: Yeah. To be honest, not, the not happy boy. You know, I I always tell my wife and people close by, who I love, I was I just now I'm starting, not living my life, but starting to. Adapt and to, um, I don't know the right word for it, but I just, um, reconcile, not, not reconcile, I'm, I'm just improving myself right now as a human being. So for me, the time stopped when I was young. You know, I became young in my mind. I just did what the other people expected from me. And besides fighting, I was just a rough guy because the, the, the people who love me. They accepted who, who I was, just a normal guy, you know, but they wanted to choose me. And I was just infected by uh, stress, you know, infected by stress and uh, to constantly every year to perform, to, to be the best uh, of the world, you know. And as you as you said, the Bulletproof Andy, that's how I wanted to not show my emotions, not to show who I really was, who I really was. I didn't want to fight. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to kill you. But the expectations were, yeah, you are a I to kill somebody or going to war, you know, in, in that kind of zone I was, I, um, behaved myself when I needed to, um, when I needed to perform you know, and, and, and what, what, what I could uh, do best was acting like I was, was tough enough, you know, but without any crazy things, I, I didn't to, to dare to speak too much or do some crazy things and just be calm, you know, relax. And when the moment is there, perform on the moment you need to perform. So. In the time before, I, it, it was not a game for me. It was just, it was just an expectation and kind of a job, just, uh, just a job. Like, like a soldier who goes to war a couple times a year or, or a, a day sometimes when they're in, uh,
0: in the fields. It sounds like almost yes. like walking, so, a... The I, sorry,
1: the bulletproof, the bulletproof Andy, it, became also uh, an alter ego you know it was more the bulletproof andy it was like calm relaxed after fight showing no emotions not showing you are tired because that would be a weakness you know so i was always busy with not to be weak acting strong you know and it, it showed off because i it happened everybody sees me as you uh, saw me so yeah in that case it worked you know but in my mind i didn't want to go to uh, to perform i didn't want to hurt somebody else i didn't want to train hard i didn't want to hurt my body i didn't want to hurt my brains i didn't want you know there were so no uh not done you know there were so no things so many no things and there was no passion and even though now I'm still fighting, you know, so it would be a strange thing, but I know what happened. Of course, in the times I learned a lot, I spoke with professionals. So it's a good thing. You know, I just came to realize in the last few years that, that it, this is what's just my, 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 thing to do in my life. So it happened like it was. So I can accept it.
0: It sounds like walking a tightrope. You know what I mean? And I think. I like to talk about it. Uh, sorry. What what did you talk uh, like a tight rope? Yeah, you know a tight rope? You know, like yes, there's uh, uh, there's yeah. like a, a string, and you're walking on it yeah. trying to trying to balance. Uh,
1: yeah, it's balanced. <laughs> you know what? I in the time I got a lot of fighters uh, over. You know, from UFC fighters to really top level fighters. You know, and there is uh, also a guy, that, and this is a good one. And then you can probably understand me. Uh, that guy. It's Corey Sandhagen. He's uh, now, the, now the contender in UFC on the Bantam. No, I, I'm not sure. Bantamweight or number four. I don't know exactly. What's he, his name? Corey Sandhagen. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just lost his first fight in UFC from uh, the Funk Master. you know? Yeah. Uh, yep,
0: yep. Lost to Aljamain yeah, Sterling.
1: Sterling, yes. Yeah. And... He, He's been to Holland uh, multiple times, like two or three times, and he went over to my place. He slept on my place, and I, we trained with each other. And um, and he's a relaxed, he's a really calm, calm guy. He's from Colorado Denver, so they are all pretty relaxed and cool. And you know, he's a really, he's really, really uh, a relaxed guy. You know, so he's 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 down to earth. Uh, but he told me Andy damn man I just came to realize you're living on the edge bro he said you're always living on the edge like from left to right bounce go back to the mid center go back you know so that that was more how I was in private you know besides next to the sports in sports I was really hard and besides the, the sports I was always living on the edge bro I told him if I should ever Write a book. The title would be "Living on the Edge."
0: There you go. Yeah, like 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 on a tightrope.
1: <laughs> well, you, the balance part, you know, on the on the on the on the court you know, on the on the rope, you know, it's always constantly under pressure, and to knock that pressure away, I uh, I did some crazy things.
0: Well, you you see that with people though, like um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a same age as you. I'm three years older. And now, like, as you get to this age, you, I, I see people, because I've had my own, like, things with, like any normal person with mental health, like, but when you go to work or when you go outside, you put on the front, your face, bulletproof fab. Exactly. Bulletproof fab, you know. And, um, but now as well, when I look at people, I know, like, they're pretending, but I know, man, yeah, you go home. What's that? Yeah, or well, well, you to have people. I just uh, t- talked to my
1: yesterday. I talked with my, with a good friend of mine, and he's a, a kind of a mental coach for me also. And if that guy steps in, his energy level is relaxed, funny, and he's talking. He's a dancer, by the way. He's a dance. He's a pretty good dance. You know, it's break dance and crazy things, and. And it was not a metaphor, but he's telling me, even though in the last few weeks in the it was pretty pretty hard. He said, "I I went to classes with, with, with my kids, you know, because he has also a dance school. Uh, I went to classes with the kids, and we went outside. It was so hot, and I was sweating, and I was the, the water was dripping on the ground, and and I was so tired. But when the music came, I it's." It's freedom. And I told him that's the difference between you and me. That's the passion. You feel the passion, you feel the love, you feel energized, even though the 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 things around you are hot, rough. Eh? in the in, in, in that case it was pretty hot, you know. It's not that really important, but he has passionate, you know? And to be honest, I and we are we are talking about it now. I'm became 38 uh, I'm going to become 38 in November. Um we are trying to now to look to what's now what what's my passion? You know? Because now I'm 38 years old and I still never felt the passion.
0: You know something that I find you funny. I yeah, yeah. Cuz you know you know what I find funny is because yeah. I remember look sorry what was that? You it it I, there are a lot of people who wear the mask, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Now I can hear you said there's a lot of people okay. that are wearing their mask. And it's difficult because in some some
1: people get pushed in that way, you know. as some people cannot do depression because they cannot uh, earn enough money to to to, uh, to live, and 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 that's. Uh, a pretty rough thing in this world, especially in the Western uh, world. But on the other side, you know, sometimes even though it's, it can be rough, it also can be passionate, you know, even though you have to work hard, if it's passionate, it doesn't matter how long you need to work or have to spend energy about it, you know, because it's passion. I think what you do right now is just because, because it's your interest, you know, you're interesting in people in fighters, you invite people to talk about, to, Know what happened with that kind of fight? What happens in between their ears and what happens in their brains? What happens in their life? What happens when they achieve something? Because for you, probably you saw me achieving a lot of things. You know, I earned some belts and I'm still fighting and I uh, uh, already in the in the in the game for thirty years. So I can imagine that you have a lot of questions for me. What? Well, what the hell you you did? What the hell do you feel to Hold on for two decades, you know, as a fighter. Are you crazy?
0: No, I, I'll <laughs> tell you, are I, you. still fighting? i tell you something that. can't imagine. No, no, but i tell you something that I find interesting because um, I've listened to your interviews. I've always been like in martial arts as well. Like I've always done done stuff as well. Um, but one of the things I find really interesting with you, which I, I, I find great I've always read your interviews and ask you what's your passions, what are the things you love to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm talking about from now maybe 20 years ago, you know, it seemed, I remember the interviews. And um, not just yours, like I'm not a fucking stalker. I remember everyone's interviews, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Um, But uh, one of the things was you always say your wife and your kids, which I think is excellent. That's like same as me. That's my wife and my kids. But I never heard Andy Seller talk about, what you like to do I've never uh, I heard you say you like to play soccer with your sons and your wife and your kids but I've never heard you say re- at least not until recently I like to paint or I like to collect stamps I've never heard that
1: yes in, in the time before especially when I was young um I could tell what I what I love, but it, it was, in my opinion, it, it wasn't a thing to say, you know, uh, in a positive way because I wanted to be the bulletproof Andy and I, I wanted to show off that I was a, a good guy. I was a role model, a good guy, but hey, I love to gamble, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, you're and a I poker player play too. Games.
0: Yeah, you, you're a poker player. Oh,
1: poker, more slots and uh, cards, playing cards, you know, so in that way, you know, I could not tell me because then I was the other guy. Then I was the opposite of what I wanted to show off. Well, I thought, um, I thought you played poker, so you
0: don't play poker.
1: I did, I did, I did, I did. I did, I did. I did some, but it was not that uh, passionate <laughs> to talk about passion. It was not uh, the game that I really love, but uh, I love to play cards, not poker, but it was another game.
0: What, what game? Uh, what game? Just out of curiosity.
1: What What? Four cards. What is just it? To be, uh, uh, four cards and it's it's about uh getting the last card the highest card you know so you play and you have to admit the the right uh, sort of card if you cannot admit you're gonna throw your lowest card away and on the end you have to uh, uh to have a poker face if you have the highest card yes or no and then you're gonna gamble then you're gonna bet uh i have the highest card on the end and if you think you have the highest card then you go with me, and if it's not, then I would win. And if you go over my uh, highest card, and even though you're acting, you have the highest card, you can be ha- you can have a, a low card, you know. But you you just that's a kind of wave poker, also. Yeah. Is
0: it Dutch? Is it a Dutch game, or is it just a game? Yeah.
1: How
0: yeah. how when you say you like to gamble in that, how how much are we talking about the wins and the losses?
1: I was losing a lot because I wanted to go always. Even though I won, I thought, man, let's lose something so I can uh, keep the players on uh, on the table. Or I thought, you know, I want more and more and more and more and more. So I have a really long breath, to be honest. You know, I can breathe really long. It's like, a fight. you know, it's the character. I always tell if you see an athlete, especially a fighter, you can see how they behave, you know. As I could, as I could uh, explain myself, you know, the first round, I'm always looking uh, how my opponent's acting, how he behaves, how he stands is, uh, just controlling uh, the fight, uh, the fight motives of my, my, my opponent. That's how I do too, you know, in playing cards, in life, you know, I just can look and do crazy things, yes or no. And if I go, if I go, there is no uh, stop, you know? So that's why I always, uh, people told me, wow, well, man, you have, you have another, another, another extra lung or, uh, an extra gas, <laughs> gas, you know, you can gas, you're, 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 you have so many conditionings, but I always go on, go on, go on. That's also with gambling. Even though I win enough, it is not enough. Uh, it's, it's, it isn't enough. If I drink, if I drink f- four bottles, or um, uh, 10 bottles or 50 bottles, I need to be the last one. I need to go hard, you know? So I was always in self destructive
0: <laughs> um, behavior. Now I, I can, I understand that. I can relate to that a lot in a lot of ways. One of the things I was going to ask you, do you think the fact that you wore a mask and you wore it so prolifically and so, so often and for so long, does it help you? to see other people that are wearing a mask? Like, the, can you see through people easier? N-
1: nowadays, yes. In that time, it was just a mask to, uh, to reflect. No, not to reflect. It was just uh, needed to perform. And after the fight or between the fights, I was just a weak, weak boy in, in a way of uh, I, I opened the doors for a lot of people you know, and especially with people who are, yeah, they are admi- admitting you, you know, they admiring you. And yeah, then I thought, it's, it's a friend, you know, he loves me. He uh, gives me a lot of compliments. And the more people around me, the more people who, lo- who, who are loving me, uh, the better, you know, and I, 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 I didn't have any control. So there's, that's why my wife were sometimes in between, and uh, in, in that moment she was a problem, you know, in my opinion, because I I thought, you know, hey, this is a good guy. So my wife always told me <laughs> she was. That's uh, it's it's it already happened. This story is uh, it's
0: it's, a thousand it, times, yeah.
1: It's a famous story, you know. So and uh, so I was always thinking, you know, uh, sh- sh- her name is Chantal. I said, come on, man. This is a good guy. This is good. These are good people. Come on. Uh, uh, open the door for them. Yeah. And then she said, yeah, okay, okay. Because I was always a strong. To her, I was always strong enough uh, to say, no, it's my decision. 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 I'm going to let them in. And, yeah. and I always got a slap. <laughs> after it. Uh, so, but, uh, she's still there, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, all the credits to my wife, or else I, could, I couldn't talk to you right now because then it uh, uh, should, should, should the story should be a little bit different.
0: How um you you won one of your one of your titles? Well, I can't remember if it was two thousand five two thousand. Which one it was? Your wife had just given birth, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a crazy girl. Uh, can you talk about
0: that? Which, which fight, et cetera? Just cause I, I say this, my wife gave birth, right? And one week later, I was still fucking not sleeping, you know? So yeah. it's, it's cause it's hard for you as well. It's hard for the man as well. It's not just like, you know what I mean? You're obviously you're not the one giving birth, but it's a, it's a fucking big event. I'll fucking remember that. Um, can you talk about the whole thing?
1: To be honest, to, uh, to go back to the story, I, I, or the, uh, the things I just told you, um, my life just went how it went, you know, and uh, my wife, uh, she was 18 when she became pregnant from the first one, and uh, a couple of months afterwards, I became, the, for the first time, I went K1 uh, champion. So, that was not that problem, you know, I went for training. My wife was taking care of the baby. And to really be honest, and that's the, the most important thing uh, to, to tell you, that the family that I had, especially uh, my family-in-law, they were there for me. So my mother, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, and the rest of the family, we are so close. Unbelievable. It is really close. Uh, for example, like six members of my family-in-law, we almost see every day, every day. Um, so there, there was a, a big net to the, the difficulties in life. They could handle that for me. So I was a, a free guy in that way, you know? Andy, go training. We take care of the kids. Andy, uh, take your time to relieve of the stress. We take care. They was always behind me, you know, always supporting me, always having my back. Even though I sometimes it wasn't wasn't realistic, but they still keeping my back nowadays too. So all the credits to them, or else, uh, like I told you, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't talk to you right now, or I was in jail or in crazy other things. Um, um. So, but then then 2007 came and then just a couple of days before i left just I, I think two days just two days she gave birth to my second son keanu and uh and it went bad too by the way fabrizio it went uh my wife um i don't know how to call it in english but when they give birth they have to relieve something out of out of them out of, out of their stomach you know out of, out of their be- belly yeah. They get loose then yeah, they don't heal, you know, but if they, the, uh, if it doesn't get loose, if they cannot get rid of it, then they keep on bleeding, 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 bleeding. So I don't know how to call it. we call it murikuk. It's a kind of placenta or something, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure, because that's not my uh, my knowledge, but... Um, so she went. She kept on bleeding, 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 bleeding. So then the doctors came, the ambulance came because uh, if, if you're losing more than two liters, then uh, it's gonna be really nasty. It's gonna be really dangerous too. So she um, she went to the hospital, but when she stepped up, she she lost so many blood, then she uh, yeah she fell away. she fell. Like she almost fell off the stair. And uh, she get conscious, you know. So, so she couldn't um get the whole story with her. So she was gone. She was laying down. Went to the hospital, and she woke up in the in the hospital. And I was there with a the little a little boy. And two days afterwards. I needed to perform. Now, not to be honest, two days afterwards, I left the country and a couple of days, five days after she gave birth, I needed to perform and I won. So every time I won uh, the K1 title, there was a bird before. So, but to be, on, but to be honest, I wasn't conscious about it. I wasn't, uh, um, I didn't saw it like that. Just afterwards, I thought, God damn, <laughs> I got two kids before the championships. I won the championships. Should have should it be an, huh you understand
0: yeah like so, your life was like in fast forward am I correct like it was just boom 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 yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. get to a certain age and it just goes bang and it like you stop you know what I mean and things start to
1: yeah. looking back looking back oh damn and you did so many things wrong but on the high stage I performed well so what 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 happened, I didn't have men- mental coaches, so it all st- stayed in my head, you know, and I feel bad about it. I feel guilty in many ways. Uh, I look back, I didn't have, I came to realize that I don't have to perform because I just wanted, you know, and I wanted to choose for myself. But every time my manager of an organization called "Any do you want to fight? I couldn't say no yet again you know so i performed but i didn't perform for 100% i couldn't uh, make myself uh, ready for 100% for each fight physically it wasn't it, it is a problem if you see me training i go hard i still go hard i even go faster i even go harder than younger guys from 20 years old you know even though i'm the front leader in that case but mentally it was a big problem it became a big problem especially just before the fight all the guilties all the things that happened where I should feel bad about it came just in in in, in a short moment before the fight. And then you go in a fight, yeah, you're not fighting against your
0: opponent, but you're fighting against yourself. How old were you when that started to happen?
1: Uh, around the 30s.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, around you, it's something like, because I, I deal with a lot of athletes, I like I... I coach and I do a whole bunch of stuff here in Australia with fighters, rugby players, a lot lot of different athletes. And the, the hubris of youth, you know, the hubris of youth, like you, you're bulletproof, no matter if you're an accountant, l- solicitor, whatever, but there comes a point, it doesn't matter what how successful you were, how much money, you get to a certain age where it changes. And people yeah, right. people told it to me, you know, and like I was like, nah, fuck off. You don't know what you're talking about. But it hits you, and and it yeah. hit you like that, Andy. Just like that, like one day it was just like
1: so hard. But I couldn't, I, I I couldn't, I couldn't admit to it. You know, I just okay, just go on, go on, be stupid. Don't think, don't realize a few things. Uh, uh, do not handle the problems you have. Just go hard. You know, I like I told you, I didn't dare to say no, as I also didn't dare to ask for help. And if I asked for help, uh, for help, it was to my wife, but she's not a professional. She uh, didn't felt what I felt because I would never dare to talk what I really felt. Because that should be a shame. In my opinion, in the time, the time I thought, nah, if I should tell my feelings, my emotions, uh, I didn't want it to hurt her, I didn't want to blame her, I didn't want it to um uh Yeah, I didn't want to let her solve my problems. You know, I, you know, I'm the man. I'm the father of her kids. Uh, I'm the man who's uh, have to make the money. So these kind of things, like telling her my emotions, telling her my problems, telling what happened in in my inner self, that should be a shame. That should be uh, a lack of enough power while I was. When I performed I had a lot of power, but in my mind, in between the fights, in between the trainings, I was the opposite. I was the weakest person on the world, in my opinion, in my opinion. You know, so I could shipper, I could balance the two things, but I didn't dare to tell a lot of things. You know, and people said yeah, if you should have done that then you perform maybe better. But maybe it's not. Maybe I couldn't uh, get out of that out of that dark dark era in, in in my body, in my brain, you know. Because from there on, I could climb, you know. From there on, I could climb, because when I feel bad, the, uh, the only thing where I'm good at is performing, performing, training hard, winning, 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 winning. But therefore, everything needed to to, to step away. So I wasn't a, a nice guy too in the preparations, in, in, in fight camp. I, I, I wasn't that nice. And that's for a lot of fights, by the way, to be honest, because it isn't nice. It isn't nice to solve, uh, to be hurt, to perform, uh, to get injuries, to get tired, um, to live with the stress, to be better than your next opponent, uh, to conquer a title. To uh, prolong uh, your titles, you know, so it's it's constantly on the pressure, on the pressure. Not being a nice guy, not being yourself, and especially if it, if it isn't your passion, then it's then it's a rough time.
0: When you when now looking back, you know, looking back at other fighters and everything, are there guys that now, as an adult, you look back and you go, "Fuck that! That he must have been going through that," or did do you see that?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't see it anymore.
0: I see a really,
1: a really, a lot of people having passion. Not, not, not in, in particularly a fighter, because there are fighters like me for sure, 100%. But uh, to have a good example, I see uh, two of my students, two of them, uh, they are pretty good, and they have passion. One have, that does have really passionate and he cannot stop training he cannot stop training he wants to be in the gym uh, as many as as he wants as he can you know and the other one has the same thing training hard training hard but that boy is also a little bit mentally a little bit weaker you know and uh, self-esteem you know that was my problem too because I was asthma Uh, I I was ashamed for myself when I was young because I had asthma. I was peeing in bed until I was 12. Um, uh, I I thought I was ugly. Um, You know, there were so many problems that I had, you know, and my my, my father put me under pressure, you know, and uh, he couldn't speak normal to me. It was always with a loud voice, those kids. So that little boy that I'm talking about, the one who has a normal life and he's passionate about it, the other one is passionate about it too, but he comes from another, another ground, you know, another base, another nest, you know. And uh, you see him working hard, just to perform hard, to be something, to be something. The other one is just passionate; and just want to be successful too, but in another way, he's more free. The other one is more. I need to to be somebody, to be, to be something, you know. And it just because out of that's not only just it's also because of getting out of, out of his uh, for his self-esteem also you know so yeah. yeah and I see the difference in between so I don't see the people that uh, uh, that have that many problems with like Corey Sandhagen for example he's working just out of fun when I, I I came I went to Brazil a lot of times when I helped Jose Aldo and I see all these guys even though they have no money, that was the reason that I, that they want to perform and to conquer something, you know, in life, you know, to have a better life. They were always smiling. After the fight, after training, they was always sitting around with each other and talking about the sports, how they became better, having fun, smiling. There was a good environment, good mentality, good vibes, you know?
0: Sorry. I want to ask you something just because you, you touched on, on Jose Aldo. Do you think that that's, um, a cultural difference? Cause my, my family, my background is, is Latin American. So we're from Uruguay and, um, we always think of Europeans as cold, you know, like we've, and, and so like when I see Fedor, Ego of Chenchen, you know, those people, they, they, you know, they could kill you and then go have a, dinner you know what i mean and that's why again yeah. i reiterate the conversation i did not expect this conversation from you i expected very dry conversation yeah. that's why it's funny when you're talking about the difference when you were in brazil you noticed it that big like the the interaction was, was so different yeah. it is it
1: is for example when i was there i was in my mood, there was no pressure. All these guys give me the feeling that I was one of them. And if you're training over here in Holland, there was always oh, you are not. there was always an, 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 um, um, a pressure in between with my training partners, not having that much fun, you know. And it it is necessary when we're training. Also in Brazil, they train hard. They don't care. About hitting each other hurting each other but afterwards it was so fun so after i came out of south america not only brazil i went to argentina i went to, to a lot of i went to Suriname, i went to, to a lot of countries in south america i thought wow the mentality, that mentality that the vibes you know are so strong so healthy so relaxed i thought i need to bring that over to to Holland too so when i came back to my own gym and i was teaching i was trying to get that mentality to cry, but they're not used to it. It you was know. God damn, it was so harsh again to, to, to get back and they want, just want to train. And uh, uh, just five minutes before the end of the training, they already looked and thought oh, yeah, okay, five minutes, then the training is done. And then I need to leave and I have to go to my work or I have to go to my family again. And, and I had that behavior also. So when I was ready for teaching... I wanted to go out because I was constantly busy with myself with training, with kickboxing. When I teach for two, three, four hours a day, I was done with it with because the passion. And then you come back to your uh, roots, South America. They're, everything what they do is passion. They love, you know, and we are so wealth over here. Uh, we have a lot of wealth, you know, so we have so many things uh, to do in life. What well, South America America? The guys from the villas they say, I don't want to go to my house. I want to train. You know, I would just want to train, having fun with the guys, having dinners. And even though I'm a southern of Holland, so the Southern people are more cozy and more relaxed. And family I have a lot of with family, you know, and also it's a big difference between the South Americans. Exactly, indeed.
0: It's it's funny because when I speak to people about that, yeah, like they'll, they'll say, like, yeah, you know, I won't name them, but like some well-known fighters, and I say, is, "Is oh, so you've met so and so, and a European fighter," and they'll go, "Yeah, yeah," and I go, "Is he a good guy?" And if I'm speaking to a guy, even not South American, a Latin person in Italian or a or a Spanish person, they'll go, "Yeah, he's nice in that," but you know, like for a Swedish guy, you know, and not, but 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 not being not being like racist, but they're just saying, like, you know, that that's as happy as he's going to be.
1: If you, if you, if, you, if my wife would be here, and uh, you should have asked her, what, what is Any's dream? What does he want in life? Because I don't have, an, I have a few goals, but no big goals. Because a lot of people have their have a lot of things to achieve, and they want to have a have an, um, um, bucket list to do. I don't have that much. The only thing that I have, I want to buy a house in Spain. Okay, nice. South of Europe, you know, there's more relaxed, the food, the behaviors, the the, the time, uh, the consciousness, you know, the uh, everything, you know, the food, the weather, the, the relaxation over there mentality, Uh, everything, you know, I want to, that's the only thing I think about because I like their mentality. I like their way of seeing and looking to the uh, way of life. And even though the Spanish are different than the Portuguese people and different than the Italians in America, in Europe and different than the the Brazilians and the uh, people from Argentina, you know, they are all one thing in common. That is good weather, that's yeah. important, have good food, and mañana, mañana, if yeah. it's not today, then it will be tomorrow. Relax, no pressure. The coronavirus, the corona period, it was the best, best period in life for me. I felt that the, the, the tempo in life, in our life, in our city, in our country, in our Europe, is so hard. I came to realize that I couldn't handle the tempo. I couldn't handle, I cannot handle the speed. So I made a choice for myself just to take as much relaxation moments as as is possible as it can. But yeah, it's it's still difficult, you know, Um, it's,
0: it's it's funny. How much do you think um, the weather and that affects as well? How much, because I'll just give you an example Where, where I am where I live. And I always talk, I always message one of the the guys that watches the podcast. Um he lives in England. Um and we was winter here and he goes to me, how what's the temperature there for me, winter for Australia where I am. And I live maybe 80 meters, a hundred meters from the water, from the ocean. And I take my daughter, who's nine months old, and I put her on a surfboard and she plays. And Some days in winter is 25, 26 degrees for us, Celsius. Um, And and I'll tell you now, if you see me when it's 15 degrees here, 15 degrees Celsius, I have, no bullshit, a Kathmandu jacket and a hoodie, right? And the kid always laughs because, mate, for him, in England, 25 degrees is summer. I have cousins in Ireland and Sweden and they, 25 degrees, 28 degrees is too hot. They can't think of it. How much do you think the, yeah. the weather affects? Because I know in Alaska and places like that, it's bad, really bad. Yeah.
1: It's really bad. You know, the, um, last week the bad weather. Really. thought it was sunny, really hot, you know, the, the earth comes to be warm so the, I think the, 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 uh, the water in the air is pretty r- rough to handle you know and of course we are not used to it um, but the difference in the last week and now you know it's it's great it gives you it affects me a lot and like last week I told my wife there was one day when the sun be- came and life when I woke up life was different the day was different. Day after it was bad, uh, rainy again, and it was cloudy, and it was uh, gray and and dark. And I thought, God damn! I thought, oh shit, man, that's the reason I want to go to a better country. Uh, even even the economic is maybe going worse. I don't care. It's all ba- about
0: having the the uh, yeah, your mental health, the power of life. Yeah. Of um. Just but just. I want to go I want to go to Holland I've always wanted to go but I have a question for you in winter when does the sun come out and when does it set in winter in the middle of winter
1: winter is like uh, if the sun goes out <laughs> if it doesn't stay cloudy all day um, it's like uh, yeah like eight between 8 and 9 o'clock and it goes down like 4 or 5 o'clock
0: yeah my wife won't go she's not going to go
1: you never have to go to this On the other side, a lot of people always telling, oh, it's also a nice game when everything is dark and, uh, and and cloudy again. So when you go inside, you put the candles on. It's gonna be a little bit romantic, you know. So they're making a, a kind of reason for themselves to handle, to skip the mental problem, the mental disorder you you will get from. I'm really open to that you know when the sun is shining when you can open the doors and you hear the birds uh, whistling and, and and doing the things you know having a, a bright uh, oversee of your of your way do you, uh, doesn't matter where you live you know if you see people smiling wearing a shirt wearing shorts you know that's the life. If you have here yeah you're constantly under pressure. How does your car look? How do, So other things gets important. you know how do you look? How, what kind of house do you have? What kind of uh, car do you drive? And I, if I see to for example Spain, the people doesn't don't care about their, 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 their house. you know they don't care about the furniture, you know It's, it's all outside, you know wearing flip-flops, not uh, Gucci uh, flip flops or Gucci uh, t-shirts or whatever, because for 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 us it's great. It's dark. We are inside. When we go outside, we have to show off that we are we yeah, have enough happy. money or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, that you're happy. Ultimately, that's the the thing, because you know, I was my, my cousins that live in Ireland. Um, they, I remember. Man, I remember during the, they were doing really well economically. And my cousin said, you yeah. should move here. And I was there in winter. And my cousins in Sweden said the same thing. You should try and move here. Blah, blah, blah. And I love Sweden. But the sun yeah. came out at 11 a.m. And then it set at like three or four and they liked it. And me, if I stay maybe three months there, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. But Holland is Perhaps not that bad? Holland's not that bad with the, with the sun.
1: Uh, more England, Ireland, uh, they are really... But also the, the colors in... Uh, they don't use that many colors. I mean, maybe nowadays. But when I went to England a few times and to Ireland, you know, it's gray. The houses are gray. They have the same colors. It's not that f- colorful, you know? And Holland's more colorful. Why well, They have more... The, the houses are...
0: I'm sure... I want to go to He's Holland. Yeah, yeah. It's very pretty. It's very, it's it's very quaint. It's very neat.
1: Yeah, but it's re- they, they they use uh, k- different kind of forms, as you can see on the back. The houses are not straight close to each other. It's uh, of course you have places, areas, areas, and neighborhoods are not that. Yeah, yeah, but. It's pretty colorful, you know. It's uh, it's not that bad, you know. But uh, compared to England, for example, I, uh, for example, Tokyo, Tokyo, everything. The people are always in black, You know, they wear shoes in black. All the same color. It's not that not that nice. Even though I love Tokyo, by the way, I love Japan. It's the same, but that's because I love their behavior. You know, they are always respectful, even though they maybe not respect you. They acting like <laughs> you know. Yeah. In my, case, in my case, it's better too because they respect me, you know. So that that's always good. They do everything for me, so that's good too. But I love Japan, and I know there are a lot of beautiful places in Japan, in Japan too. So uh, can you can you talk
0: uh, about can you talk about your your history in fighting and your experience of fighting Japan K1 Europe and now one championship? Can you talk about that? Compare them. Tell me what you think.
1: I, I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's the same reason I just told you. The Japanese are so respectful. They are so, um, low in their energy level, in their uh, vibe, you know, in their, you know, so they always acting, I think, to will, uh, to work for you, you know, so they have no problem. So. They give you the feeling that you're an athlete. Now, one championship has the same. They have the same. Only they are bigger than K1. They are more out of spoken than K1 because they are not only Japanese. There are a lot of Asian people people in their uh, in in their business, you know. And they are always respectful. Asian people are always nice, you know. They are always having the smiles. Thai people, the, the land of the smile the country of the smiles and it's they have the same only they are next level you know they are so they taking care of you they're always laughing they're open door for you they give you the feeling that you are the athlete like k1 did too and besides the k1 i, I performed in a lot of other uh, organizations yeah it's just simple that the organization is just working hard just to to have a good business, you know, it's only money-wise. They they, they they invite you, they pay you, they give you. They're trying to give you the feeling that you are uh, important. Yeah, but yeah, to be really easy, the business plan is just having an event, inviting fighters, paying the fighters, paying their hotel, fight, and you go. You know, I don't know. In Asia, it's different. he won one championship. They, you know. They make contact with you. How do you perform? If you have some problems, they take care of it. Um, if you want to speak to people, they're trying their best to do as, uh, to ask you as quick as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Asia.
0: What, Asia. you know, K1, K1 and Pride, you know, that was to me, like the, the height of not, not just in Asia and Japan, but I think at the time, It was the biggest, you know, or the best, I I don't know, at the time. Now, do you see a resurgence in in Asian martial arts with one championships? Do you see one being able to carry that flag?
1: Never, never, even though uh, one championship. Uh, You see, doesn't. uh, You cannot compare them. Maybe business-wise, you know, their model, their model is also different. But also, uh, maybe only the, the 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 highest tech, you know, the, the 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 money that they have. They have they are two biggest organizations in the world in the in the martial arts in the fight business. Uh, but there is a lot of difference. I, I cannot handle. I couldn't handle. The, I think if I ever should have should have had the chance to fight for America. If I had the chance. I had the chance, by the way, uh, when I started doing MMA, uh, there were open conversations with Bellator and with Ryzen. And uh, yeah, it was pretty simple for me to choose. Ryzen was the best. On the other side, maybe afterwards it was the wrong one because Rising, they put me in front of lions. Uh, after my first fight, they they throw me in the in the in the deep. Uh, two two experienced guys. I fought with Darren Crookshank, who was a yeah. former UFC fighter. In my second fight, I didn't even had uh, even I didn't train for more than a year, I think in like 10 or 11 months, I was training and I needed to fight against Darren Cookshank afterwards against a Japanese former Olympic wrestler, a, a silver medalist winner of the Olympic Games, you know, and, or uh, they all had 20 plus MMA fights, professional fights. So they they put me into the deep and uh, that's try, that, that, that was a thing. I felt some love again, talking about passion. When I started doing MMA, I really liked it. Maybe that was also because of I, I hated kickboxing so much and I want to get rid of kickboxing. I started doing MMA because it was so new, new inspiration. Also a different kind of mentality in that, in, in that game, you know, especially in Holland, you know, kickboxers are rough and tough, you know, and uh, the MMA guys, the Jiu Jitsu guys are more relaxed, you know, and, uh, that gave me a really good feeling. Only my self confidence after the second fight against Darren Crookshank was, you know, you know. So
0: well, that's a uh, huge, a huge gap. Like Crookshank's so experienced and an Olympic silver medalist. Fucking no oh, prizes. Yeah. He's going to try and take you down. He's not going to say, "Oh, can I? <laughs> can I try and kickbox with Andy Sarah?" He's, gonna, he's going to scale yeah, into the ground.
1: Afterwards, I thought maybe it was better. If you can see now the stand-up fighters, a lot of kickboxing Dutch kickboxes are also uh, getting into a uh, bantam. They have a better step-up fights, you know, uh, to perform and to get into the MMA circuit. So they give you a little bit more space uh, uh, to to perform. Yeah, to get get uh, get the MMA. Uh, game into uh, into themselves.
0: yeah you know when when you fought i think was a you fought you fought Pokal, and i think it was you'd already fought the night you already fought once in that night or twice in that night i think it was for the finals there's been so many fights i kind of get them all mixed up but you were at the back i remember this clearly you were at the back and your nose you had stuff in your nose like you had did you break your nose before you fought Pokal?
1: To be honest, we never. It's, it's it's really it's it's like it's not the straight anymore. I think I broke it once or maybe twice. I don't know, but I never let uh, let, the, let let it heal. I I never I I was there was one moment that I felt I think it's broken because I got I got a headache for more than two weeks, so probably it, it, it's been broken. But against the second time against Boracow, I was I was really tired. Um, Sometimes you're tired physically. Right? But, but was that and the that fight least. that you
0: had the the things up your nose? You had like two exactly tissues it. up your nose, and it looked like your nose was broken. And I was watching it, and you had to fight Boko and I thought, "Whoa, fight Baka was hard." Yeah. But I could tell that your nose yeah. was fucked. Is yeah,
1: yeah. is that? Am I correct um, with that? I, I, we never checked it up if my my bro, my nose was broke, but it was. It was 2006 I, I i i don't know the the cognitive that you saw the video that you saw that i had some uh, things in my nose uh but the second one i was so broke that i first fought Calacoda in the first
0: fight that's the one that's the one
1: there's so many low kicks on my ankles my foot my shins were so hurt and i got a knockdown by the way so my eye was swollen as hell and um i was already tired of that but then then my fight against Masato was there because uh, Masato he was the man. He uh, everybody wanted to fight him, and he knew that. And he, they were talking, they were asking asking him a lot about, "Hey, what do you expect when Andy should fight you?" And he always need to to answer the press from, "You know what? I know everybody wants to fight me. Let them step in the lane like the other ones, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So there was always the, the things that he uh, didn't like it, I think. And I was already rooting for him. I was already uh, 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 challenging him when I fought in shootboxing boxing in 2002. So my goal is to fight Masato, like all the fighters in Japan, uh, outside uh, Japan, always wanted to fight uh, Masato too. I was uh, already challenging him in magazines, in interviews, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, finally there was the moment I could fight Masato. And Masato was always giving the answers. Okay, Andy, he's a shoeboxer. He's not from my level. And he's weak, he's defense, he's slow, you know, and just to get rid of the answers that I he always got from you uh, know he got always the same same questions. What do you expect from this opponent when you fight him or what you know, so yeah, it brought me down a bit, you know, and that was the moment for me to, to 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 yeah to show up that I was on a different eleven that he expected, that he told, and then I won from them. There was so I give everything. There was also the fact that I I never had that feeling uh, ever anymore. Before I didn't have that feeling, and also afterwards it was so strong of Adeline and and and, and uh, uh Euphoria. How do you call it? Euphoria. We call it in Dutch. Euphoria. Euphoria. Like Euphoria. Euphoria. Thank you. And uh, it was so strong. I didn't thought about the next fight again. It was so happy in in the inside. Still, I got a bu- bulletproof uh, show off. Even though I was really happy, and but I was tired. I gave him six rounds. I gave so many, and then I needed to perform against uh, Boakah, and also against Masata. I was so giving so many kicks. I was so I was tired. So what happened um, when I had uh, the entrance? When I walked in, I wanted to dance. In a time I was young and I loved to, to jump and to dance. Uh, you know, when 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 the song came, and I was trying to start dancing and I think, oh fuck! So there was a moment, as you can see on the video, <laughs> that I stopped dancing with the feeling bulletproof. Andy, to not show off that you were hurt. That I was hurt my eye was swollen. I was tired. My stamina—I I felt my body was broken. And uh, to be honest, I thought in the first round I thought I was way behind Bokau. but I was putting some pressure. In. Uh, there was nothing happened. The, yeah, there was there was not a lot of things that that we did both, you know. But we worked, we worked, and in my opinion, I was far behind him. And then in the second round. I felt a hard thing. I thought he elbowed me, but I was so weak mentally. I, I, I know the run is high, so, you know, when people run, they get high of it, you know? Yeah. We also also have, right, in the fight game, you know, if you don't think, if you cannot, uh, if you don't, don't get tired, you know, then you are, in my opinion, you are a fighter high. Your fight is high you know and I always have that in some certain points sometimes it started in the first round sometimes in the third sometimes it always happened you know but in that time it happened I was too conscious of a lot of things the, the tiredness uh, I didn't show off the bulletproof Andy of course you couldn't show it but the moment that I felt something hard I wanted to complain like I did uh, many times I wanted to complain on that moment he hit me and I went down like a chopped tree you know and and from that I wanted to complain again. But that was the moment I felt, oh, shit, man, I'm not in the zone anymore. I'm not in the fighter zone. I'm not high enough. I got in trouble. And, and he hit it. me like like a child. And I was knocking down. Afterwards, I was so hurt. I was so tired. I was uh, peeing. i peeing blood. You know, I was yeah, I was dead on that moment. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Two things I want to say, because, you know, you see commentators, you know, and they have a job to do. I'm not criticizing. I'm just for, for people, you know, when they say, you know, this fighter lost, what he could have done. He did this, he did that. And, you know, like there's been there's been times because I've worked with some fighters as well, and sometimes, you know, people say, What could he have done better? What blah blah blah? And I think, man, you have no fucking idea what happened, no. you know, and sometimes you lose. You know, one of the, and yeah. and it, so there's that. But then the other thing I wanted to say to you was if you could speak about this, you know exactly what you're saying. Like you're in the zone, and nothing can go wrong. Like you don't, you know, you're in the zone. It's like a video game. But then there's a moment when you realise you're not in the zone, and you and you you can hear someone in the crowd talking. You can hear thing you're you're fighting or you're playing football or whatever, and you're thinking. Did I leave the stove on? My wife is going to get angry. Wh- whatever. How do you deal with that? H- how do you deal with that?
1: On, on that moment against cow I didn't have it that strong, but I felt it. I felt I'm not in his zone. And the moment that I'm thinking, then it's not good because I'm thinking about the way I'm thinking, you know, so I'm not in a zone. That was the first time that I had it. I had it in trainings, but yeah. You know, that 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 is not that bad, you know, in training, you can say, stop, it's enough or whatever, you know. Um, I never admitted, by the way, in, in the trainings, but I felt it sometimes. So it was not that new. And afterwards, I never had it. I had other feelings. I had other moments that I felt from, oh, this is not, I cannot get in the zone, but I'm doing this just. I'm right now. I'm in the ring and I'm just fighting, and it's like a sparring, you know. I'm just sparring. I don't get into the zone, but I get rid of it. That idea, and I just kept on fighting, and then I lost my fight, for example. Um, but the last one, I never had that feeling. It was against uh, Typhon Oscan. Yeah. It was uh, after my MMA career. I have uh, of two years. I uh, I went back to kickboxing. And I didn't want to, but they paid me good. And people in the, our province, because he's from our, our province, told me, I oh, need to fight him. He's new. And I thought, you know what? The money is good. And uh, MMA doesn't go well right now. Shall I take the challenge? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start early than you, uh, normal, because you didn't had a real kickboxing preparation in two years. But it, it went like this. Sometimes in, in the camp, you go like this, right? I'm not... Uh, you start from here and you go up. And it was already high. It started really hard because I wanted to perform, but it stayed like this. On the moment we came close to the fight, we should have peaked, but we didn't. I, I, I stopped it. I said, it would be enough. Because I didn't want to get hurt anymore. I thought I was too old and uh, it's enough. I can handle it on the moment in the ring. On the moment itself, I'm going to uh, be competitive enough to, to, to handle it. And that was the moment that uh, when I uh, woke up that day of the fight, I realized, oh, it's gonna be a different one today. But you know what? Maybe it's different because you came back from, M- uh, from the MMA period. Maybe it's just a day. Maybe it's like any other fight. It's a different one, nothing special. So I went to the to the to the arena. No pressure. I stepped into the arena. No pressure. I said goodbye to the fans, you know in the arena, no pressure. I came into the dressing room, no pressure. And then I started being a really uh, a little scary because I think goddamn, I need to be a little bit sensitive, a little bit intensity. you know I, I wanted to feel it but I, I couldn't I couldn't bring it bring it up. So in the warming up nothing. When I came to the when I went to the ring behind the stage, no no pressure. When the entrance song came, no pressure. When I stepped in the ring with my foot, no pressure. The first punch, no pressure. And I was realizing that that I was I was just there. I was just there. Then I hear friends of mine cheering for me, Andy, hey, come on, we paid a lot of money for you. Of course, <laughs> not that good friends, but I hear Famous people I know, you know, and then I suddenly I was in the fourth round, and then I wanted to start uh, working, you know, and then it was too late, and then I got knocked out. So then I said, you know what, Andy? This is the moment. We call it the cookies off. It's it's done. If 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 you have this, then it's done. Then it that that's the feeling that you need to stop. So I stopped for three months, and uh, I put my money that I had in some other business business. Eventually that went wrong too, and that was the reason that uh, three months after that fight, one champion uh, called me, and if I wanted to fight again for them, blah blah blah. And I, like I said, I lost some money in another business, and I said, God damn, okay, financially it is interesting. Two, I go to Asia again. I can see the Asian world again. But in another perspective, you know, like I told you, therefore, it was always working, working in a tight lane, you know, that you told me, you know. And now I can be really conscious about where I am, what I'm going to do, enjoying the environment, who you are, at cetera, et cetera. In a totally different aspect. And uh, I said, you know what, Chant- Chantal, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work for it. But then still, my first fight, I had, uh, I didn't have a good preparation because I, the business was still running, you know, but I, it was so pressureful. It was an entertainment uh, party event hall, like uh, almost thousand square meters, you know, so I needed to be there a lot with my family oh. who were working. On it. So my first fight against Anthony jo, jo, I don't know Anthony uh
0: yes I forgot his name Jicani no, no, yeah. no, no, no. oh, Jukani. Jukani. is it Jukani? I'll tell you now Jukani? I I know exactly yeah. who it is because I've seen the fight but um yeah now I have to pronounce his name right I've got it here it's I'm sure it's Jukani. Done okay Anthony
1: Jukani. He's of uh, American Nigerian uh, roots. Yeah,
0: it's Jukani Anthony Jikani. Anthony Jukani.
1: I fought him. You know, I was running, out, I was chasing him, and, but I wasn't the fit enough. And then the second fight against Jotsi Klai, I was in a mentally disorder. I said, uh, against again I lost MMA losses against the typhoon losses uh, against Anthony I lost. Cannot ha- can I handle the big in Klai again. So there were so many doubt. There were so many unconfident, unconfidence. So after the fight, I said, I'm going to change up my team. I'm going to change, ch- trying to change up my mental game because I still want to perform once more as good as I can. So I changed it all up. I went back to my former box trainer. Uh, he's the head trainer right now. And uh, especially my brain, especially my mental Healthy. This had to I had to do, yeah I had to fill up again, you know, to, to to energize myself up again. So I'm right there right now. I feel strong and great as as, as ever.
0: Really. So who who are you fighting, Andy?
1: Not not sure yet. Okay. Excited
0: Okay. Um, how did the connection occur with Jose Alba? That's good, yeah, man. But how did it happen? He's like, good. how how did that happen? Oh.
1: Pedro Rizzo, you know Pedro Rizzo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh, a good friend of Peter Arts. Right. And Peter and I train at the box club. My my, my box training is not a kickbox training, he's the box trainer. Uh, Peter also trained it over there, also Pedro. And Pe- Pedro asked uh, Peter if he knew some good uh, lightweights to help Josie Alde out with his preparations, and then he said, "Yeah, we uh, we've got two guys, Albert Kraus and Andy Sauer." And uh, Peter said, "You know what? Andy's with a lot of logies. although he's more similar to Andy." And so that that uh, that's how it uh, how it came that we get in uh, in contact with each other and we became friends. He also gave me his first.
0: Uh, Title belt? No, no way! That's amazing. Wow! Uh,
1: it's more—it's more than amazing. It's unbelievable. When I got it, I—I I think, are you joking? Are you crazy, man? It's your first UC title belt you won uh, after a week. You know when uh, yeah. when UFC to go. You know, I think, wow, are you crazy, man? So that's why he's—that's
0: uh, amazing he's in game right now. Yeah, that is that is yeah. insane. I'm a huge fan of Jose Aldo. Huge fan. He's a he was an amazing. He's an amazing fighter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Talking about not having pressure, that guy is just doing his own thing. You know, he's he's still a child too. You know, he's still playing every day hours for PlayStation. You know, he's he's a funny guy. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome.
0: How good was his kickboxing when you were when you were training with him.
1: Was really, really good, really good. a, a, a bit a bit lazy. In some way you know but that's the difference between us you know we're working hard you know and brazilian it was always lazy and he couldn't handle the the cold that's why uh, after he went over to holland just one time he asked me to come over to brazil every time i said i cannot handle we were running in the snow you know in the forest you know to the hills up and down he was like a lazy bastard you know i thought he was just lazy because i was young too i couldn't See the perspective of it, you know, that he came from an, uh, a, a country where it's where almost the whole year is uh, where, where it's hot. Oh, know, where he's where from, it's weather. hot all the time, um, yeah. Yeah, so he went, with, he went up with me to the hill and I was running and I, I, I left him behind. God damn, where is his speed? Where is his performance uh, trigger point, you know? Come on, man, I was winning easily. So after the running, on the end of the, the road, there's a long, long lane, and we always did a sprint on the end, you know? So we stopped with the four of us, you know, and uh, we said, uh, okay, let's sprint, okay? on the end we always do sprinting, and he was just, we, he couldn't speak English as well. I said, okay, 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 okay. He we said, you're starting? So I counted, one, two, Three, I was sprinting, and I'm not that fast, to be honest. I was running. I was running ahead. So I see I see another guy, a friend of us, who was training with us. running. said, i running. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, them, goddamn, them. You know, and I was running, and on the end, suddenly Jose came. On the end, he was just running easily, and I was laughing, was laughing. Just because he couldn't handle the cold. He said, my muscles are so tight right now. I cannot go, you know, my body's... It, it, my body cannot handle it you know but on the moment that we uh, from well, let's say 100 meters we needed to do, do a sprint it was just the guy there was a little boy also with us with the four of us there was a little boy and he said it was just relaxing running after you guys and on the end he just moved his arms a little bit more and it was just <laughs> chasing <laughs> so fast so, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful story. So, yeah. yeah.
0: He's an incredible athlete. Eh? He's very, very, as an athlete, very, very, very good.
1: His only bad behavior is uh, drinking Coke. Drinking Coke. Oh, yeah? I did in my preparation also. I said, just one, one,
0: just one, just one Coke a day. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a better soccer player? Who's a better football player, you or him? I can't play soccer
1: too, you know, but he's, yeah, no, he's elegant, you know, the South Americans are fast. He's also fast, you know, so and if you can handle a ball, if you have a good, uh, good uh, balance, if you uh, have a good feeling with the ball on your feet, you know, that, and then when you are fast, you know, that, yeah. but he loves, he, uh, he has uh, good, he has big influences in uh, Flamengo, you know, he got some, they have two skyboxes. Uh, every every game he's uh, he's sitting in the skyboxes to see the uh, the games, you know he's he's an yeah he's I think he's like me he's more a fan of the, the the game soccer than uh, than the fights fight.
0: Do you think it was hard for him fighting like the pressure or do you think he has passion for fighting compared to you or I don't know.
1: I think we have him, we are, we are the same. Only I'm white. He's a little bit blacker and he's from Brazil. and from Holland mm-hmm. and I have another mental uh, problem over here and he doesn't have that man problems. I think so. He feels good. But that's why, that's why I told you, you know, it, the, the expectations over here are way different than in Brazil. If you come from, from the favelas, you know, they can be happy, can be happy that you can earn some money with some fighting. I think he's the, it, it is, it, I'm 100% sure. 100% sure that he doesn't have the passion for football as he has for uh, so, uh, for martial arts as he has for uh,
0: soccer. That's 100% what, sure. That's so interesting man that's yeah. Um all right just I'm going to ask you a couple of sorry. sorry? What's that? I just go how for him it was the the first thing
1: to do martial arts the fastest thing to earn some money. For me it was because my father leads me into it. You know, and I just wanted to perform for him because he made me a little bit of the small, like a small kid. He made me thinking small and he was the one I looked up to. And so I want to do what he expected from me, you know, and for him, for, for him was like, yeah, the only thing I can achieve something is get to get out of this favela, this bad situation. I just go fighting like all my friends does, you know. So I think it's the, we have the same, the same. Almost the same path, only in a different, country, yeah, yeah. different world and different uh, sites side things, yeah.
0: Okay, I have a couple of questions here. Um, Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., who do you think?
1: I'm fan of both of them, but I, I like Roy Jones more.
0: You think you will
1: win? I think he's more elegant. He's more a better boxer. He's more, yeah, he's win yeah it's too difficult to say you know you cannot say I think uh, I could I could give it 45-55
0: in Roy. favor of Roy Jones yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I, yeah, I, I like the both guys you know the the way Mike Tyson lived in the past from what he is right now yeah you only can give him credits of it uh, for Roy yeah it's the same you know I, I love him as an, as, as an athlete he's yeah he was far behind his level, you know, he's, he, he was, he's such an elegant fighter, such a such beautiful fighter, it's, it explodes, it's crazy, you know, I love it, I love it, I love it.
0: Yeah, so, uh, he, Roy Jones Jr. at his peak, was, like, some, it was amazing, You just could not be hit, and he would crack you. It
1: yeah. looked so easy, before. he was a performer, you know, even Mike, Mike is saying, he was a performer, when he came angry in the ring, with his, with his, eyebrows downwards and looking to his to his opponent like oh, i'm gonna eat you you know and when he swinged, you know when he bobbed the weave and when he knocked out somebody it's you know you cannot it's, it's difficult to make a choice in in, in in between these two guys they are the, the best, one of the best ever so
0: roy jones jr made it look like fuck. sometimes people fighting two guys or three guys you know what i mean he hit you from all different angles and yeah. yeah, so
1: yeah, I know. He, he let you look really bad.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, going to hit me? No.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Ah, I love it.
0: Um, i what about Adesanya versus Costa?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's too difficult because uh, Costa, there are always uh, fighters who just came up in a really short notice, they come up and you think, wow. This is gonna be the next next one because therefore they don't have uh, didn't have had a lot of fights against good fighters. So you cannot you cannot give them a mark or you cannot say okay what does how they handle how they uh, get a back straight against a really good opponent. And I think Adesanya is more more experienced in that way. So I think on the on the end if Costa wouldn't knock him out. And first in the beginning of the fight, then I think Adesanya would win. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I'll pro- I agree with you with that one for sure. Um. And Kabib versus Justin. Kabib versus Gaethje. This is your weight division, isn't
1: it? The same, the same, the same kind of fighters against each other. You know, even though if you, I always look like. A PlayStation short story, a game, you know, a PlayStation game. Fight this, where they get their strong points in it and the weak points, and they are almost a little bit the same. Gaichi is more a fighter, you know, but if he's gonna fight, you know, um, uh, Kabib is gonna throw him down, and maybe uh, Gaichi is gonna gonna stand up, maybe, and try to fight. And it's still on the end. I think Khabib is going to win. Yeah, he's going to win. All
0: right. The last thing, man, and I appreciate your time so much, man. Last thing I'm going to ask you is what's your toughest fight, the toughest fight you've had in the ring? The the fight that when you – and if you could talk us through it.
1: And mentally it was just Petrosian. Uh, Petrosian, you know, Petrosian oh, was yeah. in the second fight. I already had a bad fight against Buka. I didn't deserve to win after the, the ex, extra round. I deserved to win, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was mad. I couldn't handle. I I was I, I was in a breakdown. Like I told you, I had so many things in private to handle. Then my both trainers uh, were in a fight. They were not good at, with each other anymore. I didn't knew that on the time, you know, because they want they didn't want to tell me. But I felt it because their energy. Wasn't like it was before, you know. So I felt it. I, I couldn't get out of my own trouble mentally disorder that I had, and then I needed to fight. Book I only was fighting out of a fight system. Uh, we train. I train. I'm teaching also out of, uh, out of uh, with game plans. You know, we have kind of three principal systems. It's like uh, first, if you can build up your attack, you're gonna do that. If that not, if that it's not gonna work. Be able to always be able uh, to to counter, you know, to be ready, you know. So if you allow uh, your opponent to attack you, be sure that you're going to end, you know, to show the judge the judges that you can counter and that you end up the, the motion, the movements uh, at that moment. And the most beautiful part is to just try to interrupt your opponent. That only can happen when you're maximum 100% concentrated so you can feel the right moment timing right that's a beautiful thing and I'm going to mix it up always and it all these three things couldn't handle and I always say and my my trainers also and what I'm teaching you know if nothing happens uh, 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 if all these three things are not working or in some way it doesn't allow you to do then you know, speak to your heart, you fight, so just go hard. And all these four things I tried and I it, it didn't work. So I was in a mentally problem. I said, Goddamn. That was the first moment in life that I could say, I did everything about it, but he was faster, he was better today, he was, yeah, you know. I tried everything, but he was so fast, he was so good and he was he was really strong. He knocked the, 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 his Japanese opponent in the first round and knocked him out. He was fresh, he was hungry, unbelievable, hungry and I felt it you know so it was a, a, the toughest fight, but mostly not physically but more mentally and physically, I rough like against guess I was so tired, I was so uh, injured. In many ways, the body, my foot, machine, my, the, the feet, the shins, uh, my ribs, my 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 uh, my hand, uh, my face, my
0: right hand. So I was just, <laughs> I was a broken guy. What happens in K one, right? You fight once, right? Because you can. What a lot of people don't understand is you can fight someone, right? And you fight for five minutes, right? But the adrenaline covers it all. You don't feel the pain. You don't. You don't even know you got knocked out. You're whatever. But when the adrenaline goes away and you have time to sit, everything hurts. But then they come in and they say to you, hey, uh, you got to fight again and it's Bokal. What happens in your head? Yeah, what happens? How do you you deal with it all? Can you talk us through that? Like what happens in K1 at the back? Stress and fear, what
1: to handle. Keep yourself warm, hot, you know, not to cool down too much for the injuries. Uh, talking, relaxing. It's up how how I felt. I love to relax, not to talk too much. But when the, the, the next fight came, we talked a little bit. And allowing the stress until a certain point. You know, if you are allowing too much, It takes it over, you know. When the stress takes you over, then it's done, you know. So I was always holding that up. I was always thinking about the next prestige, the next victory, the next winning. What could delivers you the next victory? Delivers you some extra money, some extra power, uh, some extra confidence, and one little step close to the championship, to the belt. And if you have the belt, you get more money. You get more attention. You get more self-esteem. You get, you know, I said, I need to do this. Uh, What I always was thinking, okay, it's now 12 o'clock. In an hour, I need to fight. In one hour, I'm done. I'm ready. You know, I don't have to perform anymore. Then it's finished. Just give yourself one hour. In one hour, you just need to have one more fight. Time is just time that I was always thinking about.
0: How much time do you have between one fight and the other in in K one?
1: It was like not 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 more than one and a half hour. So within an hour, you was already preparing again and ready for it, you know. And uh, something something happened or whatever, you know. Uh, but it was always not it was not not longer than one and a half two hours.
0: Yeah. So the adrenaline's gone. Everything you saw, you you would.
1: One hundred
0: percent. It's done.
1: It's done. I <laughs> <laughs> stand up and it's always laying down when I stand up. And, oh shit! My, God. it was like uh, you were you were hitting a truck. You know, oh the muscle is sore again, tight, strong. You feel your uh, uh, your fingertips and your toes. Your your uh, they were cold already because all the injuries and 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 uh, the. The recovering part of the human of uh, the human body works like all the energy, all the warmth and the heat goes to the prob- uh, to the spots where the problems are or the injuries are. So I was always cold in my hands. You know, I need to warm up again. You know, so it was a crazy thing. You know, I think I mean I only were thinking I need to warm up again. Warm, get get as hot as possible because I was warming up. Getting fast mentally. I thought, okay, okay, you still have two minutes, 20 minutes to go. Relax, relax. Oh, 10 minutes to go. Okay. Andre or my coach. Okay. We need to warm up. So we did a little warm up when I felt I have enough. I, I've done enough. I was not always a guy who warmed up for hours or minutes or, or really hot. I was always saving my energy, you know, because in my mind, I think, okay, lose a little, get rid of a few, a few, um, a little energy but you also need a lot of energy for the fight so yeah that's how we went
0: now awesome hey um andy thank you so much for coming on man i really appreciate it was not what i expected i have to be honest with you it was 20 times better man 100 times better like i um thank you so much for sharing everything that you have with us and um i really appreciate it man and thank you so much take care all right. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, people. Good luck, folks. Have a nice weekend. Thank See you, I mate. Your family. All the best. Awesome. Take care.